Now, something you'll come to find out, just because it was a short reading, doesn't mean it's going to be a short homily. I'm a good Irishman. I can talk for all day. So, let me know. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> okay. Today, in the Gospel, we have such a beautiful, uh, privileged dynamic of a conversation of the Trinity. So, of course, the triune God has been existing forever. And because Jesus comes and reveals to us the Father and sends us the Holy Spirit from the Father through Him into us, we have this privileged look at what it is to be a Trinity, what it is to be in God's image and likeness. So today we have this, we have this look. And what is it? It's a reality that the Holy Spirit is in Jesus. But not only that, if we go to that first reading... The Holy Spirit is in us. If the Spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the one who raised Jesus from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also. This is a great mystery and real real dynamic of our baptism. At our baptism, we become temples of the Holy Spirit. At our baptisms, our soul is infused with grace from God. To live a life of faith, hope, and love in His Son, Jesus. And that power that rose Jesus from the dead is the Holy Spirit. And that's who dwells in our hearts, in our souls. Think about that. God's very life lives in you through baptism, confirmed in confirmation, and all grace is there. He's hidden this from the wise and the learned. Why? Because it takes a certain level of humility to just accept that dynamic. As humans, as our brokenness, as our fallenness, we like to grasp for things. We have to be like Mary and just receive. And that's the way of humility. The Lord, the Father, I give you praise, Lord, Father of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things, all things have been handed over to me by my Father. Jesus was in charge of everything at any moment in his life. He healed people. He walked on water. He multiplied loaves. He was in, he was all powerful. And yet he was humble and meek. What does it mean to be meek? I think we have a misunderstanding of what meek is. Meek is having all the power in the world and knowing when to use it. That's our baptism call. Having all love, all faith, and all hope accessed and knowing when to use it. Knowing when to ask to love more radically. Knowing when to share my faith and how much. Being able to bring somebody on the journey. Being able to share my hope in Jesus and how much. 
That's meekness. Because in our baptism, we're beloved sons and beloved daughters of our Heavenly Father. So to walk that journey of life with that Spirit in us is to have all power. We go through life kind of by ourselves in some sense. We think we do. But God's there supplying all of this grace for us. Especially in the sacrament of marriage. The real dynamic that God called me to live this so that I can be saved. Self-abasement of love. The only reason why we do this, and this is the reason why the world doesn't understand it, is because love looks like the cross. And still willing to give. That's the radical love of God. Being crucified and still being completely innocent and still wanting to love you. Still wanting to love me. Sinning against Him and Him still wanting to love me. To give us abundant life. So this is the spirit that dwells in us, and that's why we can love in that radical way, and we're called to love that in that radical way. And because of that, we're able to call, right, the, the Father. We know the Father. Why? Because the Son's revealed it to us, who the Father is. We've had a life walking with the Father, with God, with the Son, with the Holy Spirit. Come to me, all you who are labored and are burdened, and I will give you rest. This is the, and it's a parallel with being humble. Just because you're taking rest doesn't mean your problems go away. What is the Lord actually getting at here? The Lord's with you in your problems. And that should be the most comforting thing ever. The Lord wants your abundant life. Wants you to shine for it. He sent His Son to die for us. What else won't He give us, as St. Paul would say? And so we have this dynamic of resting, not because everything's okay, but because the Heavenly Father has everything under control. One priest put it this way, you know, this whole COVID thing and all the craziness that's been going on. He goes, in some sense, nothing's changed. Nothing's changed in the last 10 months. Because God's still in charge. We just finally have to recognize it. And actually have to walk with Him. Because we can't do it by ourselves. The known, God Himself and what He did for us, is greater than the unknown of whatever comes at us in our life. That's why Jesus came, to show us that. For I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy and my burden light. My niece, who is now three, but when she was little, my brother and sister, my brother and sister-in-law, had the audacity to teach her sign language. So that she could communicate before she could talk. Really good. I'm not, I'm a huge proponent of it. But... It's really annoying when you're playing and you're running around the house and you're running around the house and you're running around the house. Who here gets tired with little ones? Anyone? 
And all of a sudden, I'm like, Cass, I'm tired. She just looks at me and goes like this. Does anyone know what this is in sign language? More. More. I'm like, Cass, I'm just... Such an adorable face. Anyways, I was like, okay, fine. We'll go run around again. Yes, I'm tired. Yeah, I got my brother and sister got or my brother and sister while I got home, and they're like, "So did Cass go down for a nap?" I was like, "She was supposed to nap." We played all day. It was awesome. Anyways, what is that but a humble and meek heart? Humble, knowing my place and being able to radically ask and trust that the other is going to respond to me. Humility is knowing that I'm loved by God and going to God for everything. Before anything else, I go to God. There's a litany of surrender to Jesus. It says, Jesus Christ, I surrender myself entirely to you. Take care of everything. And he does, and he will. And that's what little kids show us. When we embrace them, when they come to us, They're showing us that dynamic, that they want to be loved, that they want us to show them love. And we can't not but show them love. God's the same way for his children. And because he loves me so much, my problems become his problems. Because he loves me and he wants to walk with me through it all. For my yoke is easy and my burden light. Now, this is the same Jesus who four chapters ago said, just last week, pick up your cross and follow me. If you don't, you're not worthy of me. Are we talking about the same Jesus? Absolutely. What is Jesus getting at by this? Could we be so focused on the Father's love for us? So focused on Jesus' love for us, that we would focus on that versus the trial. That we would focus on His suffering versus my suffering. And my burden light. Jesus loves us so much that His crucifixion was easy and light in some sense because of our, his love for us, for humanity, to set us free, to save us. St. Paul gives us today this extreme encouragement. If the spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dwell dwells in you, the one who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit that dwells in you. We're not debt to the sin. We're not debt. We don't have a debt to the flesh. Flesh really hasn't done anything for us. Who we are in debt to, if we want to put it that way, is Jesus, who died for us to give us life. He radically gives himself to us today in the Eucharist where we're privileged to receive his body, blood, soul, and divinity. To keep this temple of the Holy Spirit going. Going on the journey of life. Walking with God. 
walking with His Son and walking with the Holy Spirit. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves.